All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us once again here at RedEyes.TV. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for uh, everybody out there for your support. Thank you to all our members tuning in as well as usual. We've got a great show lined up for you guys today. We have none other than Stephen McNallan back on the show. Of course, the father, I would call him, of the revival of also true in these times he's the founder of the also true folk assembly he's the author of also true in native european spirituality which i think we talked to more in depth on actually last time it was on the show it's been way too long by the way he's also written the philosophy of metagenetics folkism and beyond and of course his latest which we'll be talking about here today is called the spear which we're going to get into. I had the pleasure of meeting Stephen several times. Uh, a great man, an inspiration to our folk. Good to talk to you again, Stephen. How are you doing? I'm doing outstandingly well. Thank you very much. It is so good to hear your voice again and to be here. Same. Good to see you again, Stephen. It's always a pleasure. It's been uh, been way too uh, way too long, but you do have a new book out, so this is a great uh, you know time, great opportunity as well. Unfortunately, we actually tried to get you on right before Amran, but it was kind of busy. It didn't pan out. Uh, but I want to hear uh, well, maybe some of the details at least. How, how did it go uh, with uh, Jared Taylor and the the boys over there? Well, you know, I was I was astonished to actually get an invitation from from Jared to to speak for the first point, and then. When I got there, I was remarkably well received. Um, the The atmosphere was different from any of the previous uh, Ameren conferences that I've been at. There was a, a sense of of cooperation between the the hardcore Christian segment and the rest of us, and it went it went really really smoothly. Um, I think one thing that kind of helped to facilitate that was the fact that the talk that I gave dealt with uh, with Wotan as a Germanic god and also as a Jungian archetype, so that the Christians in the audience did not feel compelled to 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 think of Wotan as 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 a real thing, whereas from my personal experience, he's a very real thing, and I'm and I I like that. I like that a lot, but. Uh, it was it was well received. Uh, my talk was uh, was I, I well it, it, I couldn't believe how well it went. I was up there going through my, my down my script, you know, and kind of improvising a little bit, and thunder started rolling through the auditorium. Nice. Boom. You know, and then a pause, and there was more. Boom, wham, and this continued throughout the pretty much the course of my speech. Nobody else got that. Nobody else got nice. that. I literally got all the thunder. There you go. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, the, of course, the audience cracked up totally. You know, they 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 saw the humor to that as nice. I was talking about wartime and power and might and overcoming and all of this sort of stuff. And bam, there it comes, sound effects and everything. Fantastic. Uh, and no, nobody else got got that uh, <laughs> that particular uh, thing going for them. Nice. So I felt really good about that. Yeah. And it's it's um, it was especially nice because I was talking about Jung, who, of course, also believed in, quote, meaningful coincidences uh, or synchronicities. And this was indeed a meaningful coincidence. So I, I thought it was kind of cool that uh, that all of these Jungian things were falling together pop, 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 in <laughs> such a nice way. It was really great. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Jared uh, invited you. Obviously, and kind of going in that direction, and kind of opening that up a little bit. And it's not that Amron is 
religious, you know, per se, I mean, from a Christian point of view or anything like that necessarily, but it's, you know, there's a, that's a theme with some of the guests when I was there. There's a lot of people that, you know, focused on that as a kind of a, you know, part of the solution or whatnot. But the reality is, as we talked about before we came on here, is that uh, our our folk, our people are very diverse. We have different belief systems. Some have none. Some are more atheistically inclined. Some people are looking for something uh, deeper tied to all our folk soul, to our roots and things like that. And for some people, Christianity will be fine, which is which is fine. I don't have a problem with Christians. You can, I think you can criticize organized Christianity or, or some of the structures around it or why you don't think it's a, maybe uh, the best suited things for most people, but that doesn't exclude you from, uh, you know, not being able to, uh, to work together for common goals with the Christians when you can, right? Yes, yes. And at the end of my talk, uh, uh, Jared was it, asked me a question. You know, because they had, you know, questions that people could ask uh, at, at the end of each talk. And mine, uh, my, my question was, uh, to, uh, the question to me was, you know, wh what was my take on Christianity in regards to all of this? And I told him the truth. I said, when I was a kid, everybody I knew was Christian. My mother, my father, all my relatives, all the friends I had were Christian. I'm not a Christian hater. You know, I don't happen to believe in that particular deity, but I am absolutely tolerant towards those men and women of, of our race who, 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 who go that way. You know, um, let men do what they should, what they will, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I think that that mollified them quite a lot. I even got invited for several minutes onto a very Christian podcast guy named james edwards uh, oh yeah i know that guy <laughs> the politi political cesspool yeah right james is great. and, and Love he james. and i hit it off remarkably well yeah he, he's he's very very good humored uh absolutely open-minded we talked a lot and um you know as i was wandering through um the 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 whole business he uh, he and some others were off on one side he was actually doing his podcast and he said steve steve you got to come over here i'm going to introduce you and, and he gets on the mic and he says something like, uh, you know, I know this is a very Christian uh, podcast, but, you know, you got to meet this guy, basically. Nice. And, you know, the, the whole attitude was like that. And I've never seen that before. Always before there's been not necessarily open hostility, been very little of that. But uh, it just kind of, uh, you know, this this, well, we don't we're not going to talk about any of that. But it wasn't that way this time. It was different. There were a lot of young people, quite a number of people wearing hammers, uh, that quite a few folks following some particular version of our, our spiritual uh, uh, experience. Um, and the ones who were hardcore Christians, I'm good with it. I don't care. Uh, most Christians have really good values in many ways. They are in many ways hoping to uphold Western culture. And the, that common thing that also truer and Christians can absolutely agree on. We, we've got to focus on what we have in common, not those things that separate us. And Especially at this again, time, yeah, it, right? It, it felt good. Yeah. I mean, especially at this time. 
Uh, it's it's late in the hour, and uh, there's a lot of problems we face. Now, I, my argument has kind of been, and I know there's some people that think, well, that you know, spirituality is the root of the issues, and we got to address that. And I understand those arguments as well. Uh, but as you said, as long as you can uh, uh, work to push back against some of the things that we're all facing collectively as a, as a people, as long as the people are, uh, you know, pro European, they're they're pro our folk and so forth. Yes, n- not a problem. You know, what I mean, not not a problem at this point. Yeah, uh, we'll sort we'll sort that out later. We, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I think we are united in that we are opposed to the degeneracy that has infected our society and our culture. And we 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 want to be better than that. We want to rise above that. So, yeah, anybody who wants to do that is is my ally. Definitely. Uh, anyway, so we're not here to, you know, <clears throat> also talk about uh, or or. or you know, sometimes I feel that too. It's just like kind of you, you're going to have to, and I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but like sometimes this is you kind of have to explain yourself to a Christian or something. And and I'm not interested in that either. Yeah. You know, what I mean? it's like this is what we are, yeah. take it or leave it kind of thing. But anyway, so setting that to the side for a little bit and just like, hey, this is what we're doing. Uh, let, let's get into the uh, the spear here. Right? Why, why did you want to write it now? I, I got to say first, I, I've, I've been going through the book here the last few days and, and I love the way it's written. It really speaks to me. It's very, very poetic. It's just slices through it's like a spear i guess uh you know coincidentally it slices through everything directly to the point uh sharp it's it's the tip of the spear if you will tell us why you wanted to write it now because it's time ah we're, we're at a point in our culture and in our civilization where we have to be honest about these things and essentially we are in Weimar 2, 2.0, right? And I'm not the first one to say that, but it's true. You look around at the degeneracy, you look around at the, the political dealings, you look around at the, uh, the, the general tone of our culture. And in many ways, we, we are re-experiencing the, the Weimar Republic. So we know where that ended last time. So maybe we ought to plan this a little bit this time and and see if we can get the results that we want. Um, basically, the survival of our people is, is hinging on an, a number of fine factors. And unless we can work those factors to to our, you know, our will, our the outcome we would like to see, um, we're not going to exist anymore. You know, we are we are being uh, swamped demographically. Uh, every every universalist, every internationalist out there is working against our interests. Um, it, we are not reproducing enough to to make up for our deaths. Uh, we are subject to a huge variety of ailments that uh, that are called uh, you know what's, what's the term something like. Uh, like a disease or death, deaths of out of desperation, you know, drug use in, is, is increasing among us. We're just a lot of white folks feel so out of things, out of the, the mainstream that, that they're just going off and, and dying because they're, they're, they're despised by, by many, many people. And the, the, the social pressure is unhealthy. Um, you know, we're, we're losing a lot of good people because of the status of of white people in this multicultural experience. 
I won't go on about that, but that's that's the sort of thing that we're facing. And so I, I felt I had to write the spear now and to write it with as much passion as possible. I want the spear to be, among other things, uh, the, the, the field manual for Wotan Network. Now, obviously, anybody who wants to read it can read it, and I, I hope a lot of people will because I think everybody, certainly all of your audience, is going to like it and find it useful. Um, and and we need we need to hear these words. We need to hear these things said. They need to be said in a forceful way, and a a way that focuses on our our experience, our well being. Uh, our dreams of white people. And so, yes, it was time. It was time to write the spear, to throw the spear, so to speak. Right, uh, exactly. And we'll get into that a little bit later, what it, what it means and you know th what the spear means in the context of all of this. But yes, to, to, to tie in something which is which is also spiritual, something that's tied to, I used that word before, but our, our folk soul, something that kind of will co comes from us as a, as, a, as a root, something that... Um, our people have had, uh, you know, a, a connection with, if you will, for for countless generations. We don't even know how far back, uh, you know, these uh, stories, the, the spiritual system, and so forth, actually goes. Uh, but it's it's tied way back, and it's something which is ne necessary. Some people claim that you know we have to have uh, a a spiritual. Um, aspect of, as part of as we're trying to solve some of these things that we face we can't just do it on the surface level we have to uh you know kind of go deeper right we have to um go beneath the surface a little bit and and have a holistic view of of the solutions that we have to offer uh so you can't just sit you know and 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 just have the spiritual part you can't just be out and do activism on the street you need a, a, the whole spectrum so to speak of, of a solution otherwise uh it's not gonna it's not gonna work i think right yeah, as, as I see it, spirituality shapes culture. Culture shapes politics. So you can always get out on the streets and, and get all extreme and accelerationist and all that kind of stuff. But if you haven't done the spiritual preparation, if you haven't given people the right values, they're not going to get anything out of that. So spirituality, culture, and then Finally, politics. They're all important. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm totally a political creature on many levels, but you've got to have that other stuff that backs it up, that supports it, that shapes it, that brings it the next step into reality. Exactly. So <clears throat> before we get into more of that, and you know, we're going to tie in, talk a bit about uh, wisdom and the fury, but I want to ask you just, just straight up, tell us some more about uh, Odin, Votan. There, there's a, a hundred names, if not even more, uh, for for the All Father, uh, and uh, we don't even know how far back that the names actually go. I was just looking at a couple of uh, of them. There was one uh, from uh, Strängnäs, actually in Sweden, uh, was it where I'm from, uh, the Strängnäs Stone, which is one of the ones that are believed to have some of the oldest carvings of it. But even before the runes, uh, we know that some of these stories were here or whatnot. But what a new a newcomer? What would you say to them about Votan or, or Odin? Well. I think most of us who follow the old ways agree that these are just different names for the same the same consciousness the same the same entity um and uh, it, it's you know, famously odin you know in in all of the tales of the vikings so your 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 scandinavian core knows him by that name 
Um, and the Germanic tribes had other names, you know, typically Woden among the Saxons, Wotan among the, the, the Germanic tribes. And you, you can trace all of those, all of those different uh, terms back to a reconstructed, you know, Proto-Indo-European uh, term Wodanaz, which basically means the master of divine inspiration, i.e. wisdom. He is all about wisdom. People think about Odin, Woden, Wotan in terms of battle. And yeah, he's a battler, all right. But above everything is wisdom. His very name echoes that. Uh, so he is, he is in many respects, I think, you know, the, we could say the God, not the God, but a God of our folk. I think he is a very attractive uh, God to, to be connected with at this point in time, especially considering the dire straits of, of our people and how we need, we need wisdom and we need fury both, which I'll go into later. Um, and uh, I have followed him for 52 years or something like that now. Um, and I, I have, I've never been tempted to, to go any other way. Do, do you want to share any of the, I guess, experiences that you've, that you've had? Who? <laughs> you don't have to, if you don't want well, to, it's totally fine. I got on the I, spot. No, right. I can, yeah. I can, I, oh gosh. Yeah, hey, <laughs> come on. Yeah, you, I, I'm part Irish too. So I'm a storyteller. <laughs> Um, I could, I could recount all sorts of things. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you about the day that I made up my mind to do this. Sure. Yeah. I was a young college student. Hard to believe I was ever a young anything at this point in my life. Looking but good. I was a young college student. It was, it was, it was summer break, but I wasn't breaking because I was, I was making up some dumbass course that I had not gotten a good grade in. But of course I spent a lot of my time reading as usual. So I was laying in my dorm room, room 310, Pierce Hall, Midwestern State University, Wichita Falls, Texas, in case anybody wants to know the, for the, for the bio. Um, and I was reading a novel about the Vikings. And, you know, I know novels are novels. I get that, you know, they're not history. But at the same time, I was, I was so attracted by this, this uh, philosophy that espoused courage, overcoming, I, you know, the, this Nietzschean, folkish uh, explanation for the universe, and this I knew was was the, the 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 deity that I wanted to follow. You know, I I do not submit to him, but I respect him. It's 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 a whole it's completely different from from many of the other worldviews that, that, that we see around us. Um, we can we can become with a capital B. It's all about becoming more than we are. It's all about overcoming obstacles. It's all about fighting our battles, loving those we love, doing those things which, which make us larger people, makes us more complete, more in a sense powerful, and in our own miniature little way, little copies of of, of these these deities that we that we, in which we hold respect. Um, so I, I gave myself to to Odin on that that summer day, 
a long, long time ago, and I have never looked back. It's been a great trip. If it ended tomorrow, it'd still be awesome. <laughs> there you go. Nice. So, t- so uh, is Odin, you, you kind of alluded to this a little bit, I guess, or, or I did, uh, in terms of does he is he universal does he belong to to us european folks do we as i said before kind of do we do we come from him would you say at this point in your understanding or, or is it something that comes well, out of us a part of our folk soul as yeah. i said before yeah you know i my take on it is that all the different races of mankind by their individual nature whatever that nature may be comes up with our ties in with or I, I don't know you want how you want to put it what goes first but I think it is entirely natural for different races of people to have different deities because we're not all the same we're not all the same you know we our temperament is different our way of looking at the world is different and it's very easy in a multicultural society to pretend that that is not the case the thing is i believe that northern european peoples and you know obviously you know the scandinavians obviously the germans obviously the english but if you look at the celtic ways they're very similar if you look at the slavic ways they have a lot of things in common basically that indo-european aryan belief system around the world has strong points in common this expresses our soul the souls of other peoples are not like us and i have a lot of support when i say that especially to the you know native american or a quote american indian uh part of the of, of the the spectrum vindaloria writer from the i don't remember what what his tribe was it was one of the sioux tribes um writer wrote a book called God is Red, because to him and to, quote, Native Americans, unquote, God is red like them, and so forth with other races. I I don't expect other races to follow the same way, to have the same mindset, to have the same inner being that that I do. And it's not a matter of better and worse. I mean, they are what they need to be my opinion to them if not that they ask but if they ask i'll say find the ways of your ancestors and follow them because for you that is truth it's not truth for me but it doesn't have to please me it's for them and that that, that's 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 the way i see all all of these things you know um i honor i honor honor everybody who practices that ancestral veneration out at Odinshof, uh, which for those who don't know is the Asa True Folk Assembly Church, just because that's a word that ordinary people understand uh, here in, in, in Northern California. Um, out at Odinshof, we have a, a food giveaway program for anybody who wants to come. You know, in anybody who needs food in that very rural, very poor uh, part of the state. Black lady came through every time. And she was she was always very, very neat, very quiet, didn't have a lot to say. 
I really liked her because she brought along chocolates and stuff, which uh, I kind of shared. <laughs> but and then then the local the local left started giving us a ration of nonsense and, you know, saying a lot of things that weren't true, not getting our perspective right. And at the, at the next food giveaway, she drives up and she's kind of fidgeting in her seat. And I think, OK, here it goes. And she said, uh, I understand that you only let white people in your church. And I say, yes, ma'am, that's true, because it's an ancestral religion. And she said, well, I don't think it's anybody's damn business to tell you who you can let in your church. <laughs> it's very easy. And yeah, what ensued? Simple. What ensued was a discussion on native religions. She says she talks to her ancestors every every day. She got it. She gets it. And she is richer for the fact that she gets what her heart tells her and what her ancestors expect of her. And I respect that across the board, across the spectrum, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you, you can almost extend that conversation a bit to uh, the, the issue of like, na you know, native, and of course, that's the title of your book, right? And native European spirituality. It's almost like this Europeans are always, always colonial, or we always get, went somewhere, we're not original to somewhere, blah, 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 all these things. It's like, we don't, we don't even have a belief system of our own kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, it did. And I, I've shared my own story many, many times. But obviously like trying to find something looking around in every corner all over their different place mayan calendars and aztec cultures and you know <laughs> trying to just find something which is like f fine that's interesting and, and inspirational and all those kinds of things uh but then f you know after long uh, uh many many years it's like oh i got it right in my backyard who 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 knew you know kind of thing uh and it, it speaks to that sad aspect of the fact that most people are not even taught about those kinds of things and that's really you know what i got attracted to as well it's like this has to be shared we have to talk about this it has to be out there in common and, and used to say there are so many parallels between different uh, already ethnic groups within the european family uh that that both have their own unique ways but also you know tremendous similarities as well uh this is for us it's it's from us uh, it's it's ours. It's exclusively ours. If someone wants to look at it or, or find some you know meaning in that too, that you know, who cares? As you said, that that's fine. But at the end of the day, uh, this is ours, uh, Steve. It's for us. Yep. Yep. So tell us uh, a little bit about the significance of the of the spear, uh, the mythology of the. I, I was starting to look into that too. I found some kind of interesting things there, but actually. Uh, you know, the spear was thrown in battle. I think you mentioned that one of the first battles, right, between the Vanir and the Osir, the the first war, right. uh, as it was called. And I, I went down even a uh, etymological trail and things like that. That even the word uh, G R uh, G E R or G A R, Ger or Gar, actually comes from the word of of uh, uh, spear, if you will, which we get obviously the word German from, right? Spear man, essentially. Uh, and there's all these kinds of variations and people, even even garlic, I think, right? G-A-R, they said it actually looks like a sphere. If you look at a garlic, hence that, get per, you know, got that name and things like that. It's kind of interesting. But um, what can you say about the spear? Well, the more I thought about Odin slash Wotan, and the more I thought about uh, his character and his personality and the, those things with which he's associated, the more the more I could understand the spear in that connection like wotan slash odin uh the spear has two characteristics or two implications shall we say 
On the one hand, it is a spear of fury. For as you pointed out at the beginning of a battle, you know, the 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 the, the Vikings or whoever would would hurl the the, the spear. Uh, the stories are they you know over the enemy host but i think you'd have to have one hell of an arm to do that <laughs> maybe got the guy <laughs> in the front row who knows but but the idea was to replicate that mythic uh, experience of that uh, between the war between the Aesir and the vanir uh where where the, odin threw the through the spear over them at quote the first battle in the world unquote but it's also connected with wisdom because of Odin's ordeal on the world tree, where he he hung on the tree, pierced by a spear for nine days and nights, uh, with no bread, no no water, no mead, to to win the secret of the runes. And actually, the word rune, if you follow it back, actually pretty much means secrets. So we're talking about the the secrets of the cosmos. As there's a, a verse about that in the the the, the Um I know that I hung on a windswept tree nights all nine, wounded by the gar, given myself to myself. They gave me no bread nor drinking horn. I looked down, I took up runes, roaring I took them and fell back again. I'm a little bit off on some of that, but but that basically that's that's the story. This is how this is how Odin won wisdom. So it's all about wisdom, just as in another respect, it is all about fury. And that shows not just the two sides of the spear, but the two sides of him as well. Now we have seen in recent history, well, recent by some standards, uh, we have seen his furious aspect. Now we must find his wisdom aspect. And that takes us back to Herr Herr Dr. Jung and so forth. What, explain that a bit more. Why fury, uh, anger, rage, essentially, right? Without get, proper guidance, essentially. That's how I understand it, right? Proper direction uh is of course just well chaos war is chaos of sorts right but but you gotta pick your battles in a sense right you gotta know what you're fighting for the the way you're exactly 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 you're absolutely locked on on that you're absolutely correct to give the background jung wrote an essay simply called wotan which he published in i think 1934 and he was analyzing the developments in Germany, you know, the rise of the Reich and the, you know, the, all the, the tumult there. He was, he was, he was looking at that as a manifestation of the quote, Wotan archetype, because Jung supposedly, uh, did not think of, of Wotan as an actual deity, you know, as a consciousness, as, as a, a vital force, but rather just as a, a archetypal symbol in the 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 unconscious of the germanic peoples so so he saw it in that psychological terms but he uh, he he nevertheless connected it as a manifestation of the archetype of wotan the image of wotan in the collective unconscious um and he he says that do, with the rise of 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 the NSDAP and so forth, what we saw there was the furious aspect 
of Wotan. And he says that that was what applied basically all the way through the, the end of the Second World War. All of that was Wotan's fury. It was his, his, his martial might, his insistence, his will to power, and so forth and so forth that, that manifested through, through the German people. But Jung predicted later, 1947, after the war, he wrote a, a, a revised version of the Wotan essay. And his closing paragraph pointed out that next time we shall see Wotan's wisdom aspect. And he says that uh, in the coming years or decades, that should manifest uh, in, in the Germanic peoples. I think he was spot on, probably more so than he knew. I mean, I don't think he was trying to be a prophet, but I believe that that is where we're at now. We have seen Wotan's furious aspect. He has thrown the spear over the enemy host and ensuing battles. Next, we see his wisdom aspect, and that is the aspect that I believe will lead our people, the European descended people, to a higher destiny and to a secure position. It will cure us of our ills, so to speak. He predicted that that would happen, and I think that we are witnessing it. But I'll go a step farther and say, not only are we witnessing it, but we can make that happen. We need to fulfill that, call it a prophecy. I don't think he thought that he was a prophet, but let's, 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 let's take it, take it as such. Let's, let's say that we are here in this day and age to fulfill that prophecy. And all of us who are part of this larger movement, all of those, those of us who, who fight for the existence of our people, whether, whether we follow Wotan uh, every Wednesday or not, we could be good Christians, we could be atheists, we could be agnostics, but deep within us is that, quote, archetype, that manifestation, which will lead us to victory. Basically, although I'm sure Jung had no idea this is what he was doing, Herr Jung pointed out uh, a way a way to success, a way to victory for the European descended peoples. And it's something we can call on. It's something we can have help us and, and, and guide us. Because again, going back to that, it's, it's easy to look around today and just be uh, distraught and feel despair, anger, obviously rage and everything that happens. And uh, and that's understandable. It's all well and good. The frustrations comes from a, a, a point of you know accuracy or the origins of that is is 100 percent understandable. Uh, but we have it has to be directed, right? It has to be harnessed yes. and we have to hone that. We have to choose what kind of battles we take. It's so easy today to get, uh, you know, strung up into something which could just get you in trouble. I mean, I don't want to, again, I want this to kind of remain more about the topic and spirituality and all these kinds of things, right? But just look right. at, just look at the J6, uh, some of the defendants there, those who were indicted and prosecuted and, and sentenced now, you know, 17 years, is 22 years and stuff. And okay, they're they're fighting back, they're, they're doing something here, but it was also very, it was a very 
in the moment type spur. They were kind of, you know, just the way they walked in without really thinking about these kinds of things, right? It might not be the best analogy, but it's just the closest one I can I can think of, and maybe people can understand that. Yeah. But it's like you can't just you can't just do things and expect the system to like, oh, so, uh, oh, I know you made a mistake and drop you. No, like our enemies. They're out to get us. Like they, they will say, don't put a crosshair unnecessarily on your back if you don't have to. You have to pick those bad. You have to be wise, right? You have to be smart about this. Uh, timing is part of it as well, right? Of, of not doing things too early, not doing things too late. It's it's very hard. It's it's, it's very hard. But what I'm saying is, there, those are the kinds of moments when you need to kind of let let it. Um, how do I put this? Pass it on to something greater than ourselves. You see what I'm saying? Like so, something which call that in the a guidance essentially a wisdom and a guidance right that that's how i see it anyway mm -hmm. right right um you know it's perhaps it's 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 probably more useful in a fight to be the 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 cool tempered guy you know not just a furious guy who even if he's big and strong it wants to get out there and just start throwing throwing punches i mean uh, he's going to wear himself out he's going to do something stupid and break his hand but yeah, the, the guy who plans, the guy, the guy who thinks is the one who's going to win the fight. So I think that just as we have seen Wotan's ferocious aspect, now we see his wisdom aspect. But it is the same for us in our approach to the outside world. We need to use wisdom. It's not enough to be angry. It's not enough to to be pissed off and, you know, and want to rail and go on and, you know, do the X and Y and Z. Accelerationism, bad idea, bad idea. Um, and wisdom. You had a, yeah, you had wisdom a passage. I think you put it on your telegram, right? It was like if there's if there's one thing you can do, uh, it's get have a have a family, right? I, I see a lot of young men today that. <clears throat> I, again, I understand their anger and frustration, but it feels like they're casting that away at the chance to just, you know, I don't know, stand around and scream at somebody or whatever. <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah, you can have a you try to have a family it's still I, I, I'm torn. I have to say I'm torn all the time. And it's like, oh, I'm not also saying just keep your mouth shut and, and work or work for the system and make money. There's other ways we can do this. There's other ways you can work to improve our people and our folk and having families, having children, educating them in the right way, thinking of, you know, multiple generations down the line. It, it, that part is really about giving up something of ourselves, so of not having that instant gratification of fulfilling our need to just, you know, vent our anger, but to actually plan this out, right? Yes. Absolutely. Exactly my point. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better. So I also want to mention this point, right? I see, as I see it, kind of baked into this and the idea of Wotan or Odin is, is this idea, as you said before, of becoming, of, of becoming more like him, of improving ourselves. It's of evolution, if that's the right word for it. But and part of that is because no one is in this worldview, no one is coming to save us. No one is doing the job for us, whether that's believing in somebody else or, you know, giving all of that up. It's about us becoming something, right? And and becoming more, striving to become better. Uh, it, it's obviously about inspiration. We have to have, as you said, the wisdom and the strength and all those kinds of things. But if we don't do it, nobody will. Do you want to say anything about that? Yes, I think it's absolutely correct. Um, we We... We have incredible potential, each and every one of us. 
And Odin, Wotan, is a, an example, a manifestation of that. He's not saying to us, get down on your knees and grovel before me. He's saying, get up off your knees, become like me, become wiser, become stronger, become more perceptive, become more in control of who and what you are. And that, that wisdom aspect, it's a broad spectrum. I mean, you can have very common wisdom, which is a good thing. And you can have more exotic forms, more esoteric forms of wisdom that are also good things. Uh, most of the people I know do some form of meditation or spiritual exercises. It's it's it applies to to everything about us. You know, you know, we need to work out. People need to be doing their push-ups and, and moving iron. People need to be jogging, running, whatever. All of that is 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 part of it. But also, we, we, we've got to get brighter. We've got to get better at what we do, better what we do with this. And just in the, in, the, in the sense of intelligence and thoughtfulness. And then there is that more, es that more esoteric aspect of meditation and various spiritual exercises that one can do. Um, and all of that matters. All of that's important. But it's, it, it's a complete spectrum, you know. We are, we are complex beings, us humans, and there's a broad variety of things we can do to be, be better, do what we do better. 100%. Yeah, here's the, uh, let me read this, um, the Votan essay, 1947, Carl Jung, right? Votan must, in time, reveal not only the restless, violent, stormy side of his character, but also his ecstatic and mantic qualities, a very different aspect of his nature. If this conclusion is correct, National Socialism would not be the last word, as you said before. Things must be concealed in the background which we cannot imagine at present, but we expect them to appear in the course of the next few years or decades. Then also, uh, or then at last, we shall know what Wotan is saying when he murmurs with Mimish, Mimish head, right? Which comes from, of course, the, uh, the Mimish Brun, right? The, uh, the, the source of, of wisdom, essentially, right? Uh, which, mm -hmm. is, which is where, uh, did oh, yeah, Odin sacrifice one of his eyes to the well in exchange for a drink, right? right? Um, so it, it's right. a lot of that, again, that's a, I mean, that's kind of an overlap, of, of course, with other things, but a lot of it is about sacrifice as well of giving yourself whether it's to gain that wisdom or knowledge right and, and and the way i see the runes that you mentioned before it's almost almost this idea it's it's with a <clears throat> with a language or with an an ability to communicate in the way they did to pass on knowledge essentially with a written language and there's been many versions of it uh but but that's something that changes everything in 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 from a historical perspective of, of human progress right of us being able to uh, take down languages, uh, pass on information and stuff. Language has ch has changed everything essentially for for humans, right? It's kind of like a a fire, but for for our intellect of sorts. Yes, yes, yes. It it, it shapes what we do and it shapes the way we think. Uh, you know, you can you can you know what you think in on the inside and and the way you verbalize that. There's that whole relationship. You know, how do you express? your your innermost innermost thoughts and concepts yeah absolutely um so i want to a little bit later i want to get into the talk about the four tasks for all people that you have in the book you know talking about awakening self-determination 
immortality and destiny, which of course is the most important thing. What's our what's our vision here? What where where are we going ultimately? Yes. And and as we as Europeans, especially with this kind of need for exploration, uh, an expression of a Faustian spirit, if you will, must have something to to strive for, to 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 unlock, to solve, to overcome of sorts, right? And that's very important. But we, we are going to take a short break right here. I think it's a good time to to do to do that. I want to plug the book a little bit more. Obviously, I'm going to show where people can get that. We want to talk about your websites before we take a short break, and then we're going to continue in part two. But you have a couple of websites here, obviously. Let me show those on screen so we got them. Uh, StephenMcNallan.com, and that's really where the main uh, uh, shop and store is, right? For uh, getting a copy of the book, correct? Yes. Very good. It's up there right now. The Spear. Uh, it's a great. It's a fantastic book. I, I've just really been enjoying it over the last few days, guys. So definitely pick up a coffee copy if you're interested in this. You have some other ones on the websites too, of course. Also through a native European spirituality. If you're new to this, I also like. Remember those many years ago we talked about that. But the philosophy of metagenetics, which is again kind of a, an undercurrent here of 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 our differences and how uh, genetics really affects us and and why we're different of sorts as well, and tying that into the idea of of our folk and focus and things like that um what are some of the other places do you have uh do you want to mention a couple of words now we, we can talk more about it in detail later but uh votonnetwork.com voton network is a sort of philosophical insurgency a spiritual insurgency so to speak uh it is at this point not highly organized it was a very spontaneous thing i think that we're going to be tightening up a few things it would be fair to consider the spear as almost the, the field manual for Wotan Network. Uh, Wotan Network uh, is designed to, to give honor to, to the one-eyed one uh, and to promote our people. It is something that works through a variety of media, everything from memes, uh, books like the spear, um episodes we call uh, wotan on the peaks which is where uh, a, a person or, or several people will climb a mountain or a, a tall hill depending you know, i don't know if some people don't have mountains but and and at the top you know pour a horn uh of of suitable drink to to him and to the existence of our folk and then they go back and then they 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 tell the rest of us that they have done this and what we get is an a, a sort of spiritual activism on on a major scale and the the wotan on the peaks is only one example of that there are other things that people can do as well um and uh, you know it, it, it's a bit of activism but kind of a different activism lar largely with a spiritual impulse to it uh we do a lot of things with runes um and with uh, subtle ways of communicating our message and so forth it's our it's our it's our mode of resistance against well it's our revolt against the modern world as julius uh Evola would have put it exactly you got to seed you got to seed these ideas you got to begin you know somewhere yeah. uh there's a resurgence of this mm -hmm. as there is a resurgence of other belief systems i think a lot of our people are are as just looking for 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 something you know what i mean a lot of people know that it, that's really been removed the last well the last two generations or so it's just gotten worse and worse as you mentioned at the beginning with the degeneracy the nihilism that the you know we're all an accident you know these the the scientific type of worldviews that we're getting and it's highly important to get something which 
which anchors us, you know what I mean? And and I think it's just something that more or less kind of clicks in people, you know what I mean? They, they feel if it's right for them fairly early on. Uh, maybe some people can read their way into it or something like that, but I think it's a very intuitive process, you know what I mean? At least it was for me. There are a lot of things that people can do, a lot of things to, that people can do. And instead of just sitting back and complaining about it, yeah. um, come, there's a whole program of things that people can do to actually influence the world around them. And that's what it's about is influencing the world around us. Yeah. That's what we have to do. We have to have a culture of resistance, which actually is a term that was uh, instituted on the left, but Hey, we can steal that, uh, uh, a, a culture of resistance in symbols, in folklore, in myth, quote, mythology, uh, in the way that we are and the way that we, influence the world around us that's what throwing the spear is is to to throw the spear is to do something constructive and useful for the existence of our people beautiful the votan network is on telegram as well uh, so you can find them there it's simply t.me forward slash the votan network but again check out the website votonnetwork.com then you have uh, steven's personal telegram as well steven underscore a underscore McNallan. We'll have these linked up uh, below, guys. And uh, you're on Twitter as well. That's good. I'm glad you weren't uh, one of the band ones. We'll see what happens under Musk's leadership, but uh, you can find the them. <laughs> good stuff. And All then, of, of course, the, yeah. the main website, stephenmcnallan.com. Check that out, guys. Very good stuff. All right. We'll take a uh, real short break here, guys. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. We have a fantastic part two coming up with Stephen McNallan to talk about direction, self-determination, immortality, and the destiny and will for the future of our folk. We talk about one of the many goals that our folk need to put our mind towards to propel ourselves forward to the next level. Strangely, I'd argue it's less about the end result of that goal, and it's about actually setting our sights on something that is essentially impossible and we have to overcome it solve it crack it and become more and become better as a race and as a people in the process we've had these things throughout history right where we overcome certain things certain obstacles do the impossible we also talk about the runes their origins and significance today what they represent and how they were acquired and of course what it means to take up the spear so sign up for a Red Ice membership, support the show, get access to our very best Western Warrior, our exclusive member show that we do at the beginning of the week, get access to our interviews, part one and part two, our full interviews, also exclusive videos and more. Subscribe at RedIceMembers.com or Odyssey.com slash at TV or SubscribeStar.com slash RedIce. Monthly recurring is just 10 US dollars a month. Get a longer subscription if you want to get a discount to get the price down. Now keep in mind, we are 100% supported by our viewers, our listeners and members. That means you. We don't shove any ads in the middle of our show or interrupt with annoying promos or commercials. Help keep us independent. Be there for us so that we can be there for you. Thank you today to our executive producers, T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeebs, President Ubunga, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yockey, Dillbob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, 
Purple Haze. Also thanks to our producers, Mr. Walker, 696, Johan Son, Leroy Dumont, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri New, Obadiah Hexwell, Perfect Brute, Single Action Army, and Kami Combo Deal. If you want to become a special supporter, if you want to shout out at the end of the show, become an executive producer or producer, you can sign up for that or upgrade your existing membership either at RedEyesMembers.com or Odyssey.com slash at TV or SubscribeStar.com slash RedEyes. Wherever you originally signed up, get a special shout out at the end of the shows and our videos. If you recently signed up for either of those two and are not in the rotation yet, just email us RedEyes at ProtonMail.com and we'll get you in there ASAP. If you want to donate to help the show, you can do that at redeyes.tv forward slash donate. And if you can't do that, please help by sharing the links to our shows, our videos, or do clips and put them up and help spread the word about Red Eyes. Thank you so much, everybody. See you in part two for more on Odin, the Spear, our destiny, and the stars with Stephen McNallan. Great part two coming up next. Mm -hmm.